What could you do if your data was working for you and not against you? With Bloomberg delivering enterprise data directly to your systems, you get easy access to the details you want, optimized for higher level analysis, and financial data experts committed to helping you maximize your every move. Our data is made for more, so you can show the world what you're made of. Visit Bloomberg.com slash enterprise data to learn more. There was an ugly scene after Turkish President Erdogan met with U.S. President Trump last week. Members of Erdogan's security detail clashed with protesters outside the Turkish ambassador's residence in northwest Washington. Videos show Erdogan's men charging the demonstrators, then punching and kicking them. D.C.'s chief of police called it a, quote, brutal attack on peaceful protesters. But any effort to hold Erdogan's bodyguards accountable is going to have to overcome the hurdle of diplomatic immunity. Is that obstacle an insurmountable one? Our guest to talk about that is Ruth Ruth Wedgwood, a professor of international law and diplomacy at the Johns Hopkins School of International Studies. Ruth, thanks for joining us. Um, Just tell us, what is your understanding of what happened outside the Turkish ambassador's home? Well, I wasn't there, obviously, in person. I've seen some film clips. And what it does look like is that the uh, Turkish bodyguards charged various uh, civilians who were demonstrating, which is their First Amendment right to do in this country, and brutalized them. And I frankly found it extraordinarily shocking. I drive by there every day on my way to work. It is Sheridan Center, uh, Sheridan Circle, right by the American Society of International Law. And I've never seen anything quite like this in recent history. Uh, because while embassies have immunity for their senior officials. It gives them no license to become thugs and a kind of a mob uh, attacking people whose views they happen to disagree with. Yeah, so so let, let me jump to sort of the bottom line question, and then we can explore the nuances of it. Um, if what you described is what, what you know, what you understood and, and what I think I understand from the videos is what happened, um, and Erdogan's men are culpable in this, can they be prosecuted? Depends on their rank in the embassy. Uh, if they were, for example, just contract officials, then yes, indeed. Uh, if they are, have embassy status, uh, we would certainly and we should demand that Turkey waive their uh, sovereign immunity or their personal immunity. Uh, you can use expulsion, declare them persona non grata, and expel anybody of any rank. Frankly, I would expel some very senior officials, if not the ambassador, perhaps the DCM, the deputy chief of mission, to make the point that you just can't do this. This, I will note, is where the assassination of Le Tellier, a Chilean, what uh, was occurred must be about three decades ago, but literally this is Embassy Row. You don't use hooliganism in Embassy Row. It's, it's bad for the U.S. abroad. It's unseemly for Turkey. So, so you, you made a distinction between uh, you talked about contract employees and and uh, embassy personnel. If these are are people who came with Erdogan, and there may be a mixture of people because there were a lot of a lot of people there. If it's somebody who's on Erdogan's uh, you know staff in Turkey who travels with him and came here, where would that person fall on that divide? 
Well, the lower level you are, the less immunity you generally have. Lower level employees will typically have official acts immunity. And you can have a nice conversation, even litigation, about whether beating up uh, harmless demonstrators is an official act, because surely Turkey's not going to want to embrace that as the policy that they desired. So uh, one could ask Turkey to waive any immunity that those people have as well and put them, put a couple of them in the slammer. This is, re- is really unacceptable behavior. It's Cold War behavior. It's not the behavior of an ally. Well, so Turkey does not seem like they are going to to uh, agree to do any of that sort of thing. At least, you know, what happened today was they apparently, there's a report that they uh, Turkey summoned the U.S. ambassador to protest what Turkey called the aggressive and unprofessional actions of U.S. security personnel uh, during the visit. What, what's your reaction to that? One, well, don't know which U.S. personnel they're talking about other than perhaps policemen, uh, but that just seems to me be nonsense on stilts, given the film that we have. I, mean, I, I take it that the First Amendment, or freedom of speech, freedom of, de- of demonstration, is not as familiar in parts of Turkey as it, we would, might wish it to be. But these are sophisticated people. These are, these are not just folks that came off the boat. Uh, they knew what they were doing. I think this was an attempt to uh, be forward-leaning on the part of Turkey and to show that they have a certain uh, uh, prowess in intimidation. I, I think it really is ugly and so if it reflects what the White House might have inadvertently signaled as acceptable behavior. I do think that the president should be very careful in the future, that nobody who's coming here on an official visit has a, a insane belief that they can get away with this kind of thing. Let me just back up for a second uh, and return to the subject of diplomatic immunity. Where, where does that concept come from? Uh, it's been embodied in treaty language. Uh, there's the Vienna Convention on Diplomatic Relations, which gives immunity, absolute immunity, meaning all you can do is expel them to very senior people, and then official acts immunity to lower-level people, and then has a third category of kind of uh, drivers and uh, operatives. Uh, but, it's a, but it's one of the most ancient, uh, venerable guarantees and traditions in order to make diplomacy possible, because otherwise you'd be very leery of going into the mouth of the lion for fear of what would happen to you. And particularly in the Cold War, it was very, very important for our folks in Moscow to have diplomatic immunity, lest they be put in the gulag or intimidated or, or assaulted. So if the U.S. takes a really hard line on this with, with Turkey, to what extent does that have the potential to come back and bite our people who are uh, American people who are uh, overseas and, and maybe uh, are, are accused of doing something by, by a foreign government there? Well, the absolute nature of diplomatic immunity is not disputed in, in, in its, in its, in its, at its core. I mean, it, 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 there's, there's a Vienna Convention on the matter. Almost all states have signed up to it. It existed as customary law before any formal treaty uh, instrument was, was completed. And it's something that every country needs. So I think that Turkey would only be piling on wood on the fire if it attempted to attack the idea itself. They need it. We need it. Every country needs it in order to have the kinds of conversations that, in general, uh, tend to solve problems and avoid escalation. And, and what have you heard from the Trump administration so far? With about 30 seconds left, have they given the type of uh, forceful response that you'd like to like to see? I could be unaware sitting here in the suburbs 
<laughs> but uh, I do think it's incumbent on Donald Trump, who likes to present himself as a uh, man of parts and a man who doesn't stand for a lot of nonsense, to have a very, very uh, evocative, forceful, uh, damning, if I may, uh, response to this. It's not acceptable behavior from any country, and certainly not from a country with whom we would cooperate. I want to thank our guest, Ruth Wedgwood of Johns Hopkins University, talking to us about uh, the prospect of diplomatic immunity for the bodyguards of Turkish President Erdogan, who were involved in that fracas in Washington, D.C. last week. Coming up on Bloomberg, uh, on Bloomberg Radio is Bloomberg Markets with Carol Messer and Corey Johnson. And Carol is here to tell us what they're going to talk about. Hi, Greg. Good afternoon, everybody. Ford getting a new CEO. We've got turmoil in Brazil continuing. Artificial intelligence and drug discovery and how to upgrade your life. What do you think about that, Greg Store? That sounds like a heck of a show. <laughs> Stay tuned for all that coming up on Bloomberg Radio. That's Bloomberg Markets with Carol Masser and Corey Johnson. This is Bloomberg. What could you do if your data was working for you and not against you? With Bloomberg delivering enterprise data directly to your systems, you get easy access to the details you want optimized for higher level analysis and financial data experts committed to helping you maximize your every move our data is made for more so you can show the world what you're made of visit bloomberg.com enterprise data to learn more